The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN Store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Howdy ho, degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 345. Obviously, this is Sunday, the 14th of May. This one has to be dedicated to all the mothers out there. I know most of our listeners are often called something with mother in the in the title or in the name of it, but I'm not talking about that kind of mother. I'm talking about the actual mothers who have children. I'm sure we have at least one, maybe two of those, possibly. That aren't related to us, so this goes out to all the mothers. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. I am one of your host, Jeff Chalks Fox, coming off a very financially um, productive, I want to say. But anyhow, it was it was a good night last night at UFC and ABC at Rosenstrike versus Almeida. We came through. Finally, came through with our picks. Everything hit, not everything, but enough hit um, to make it a very lucrative night for us that's probably the word i was looking for off the top it was a lucrative night um more so for my co-host i'm sure he's gonna let you know all about it he he had himself a night last night uh the dogs be barking early last night and uh, he was in on uh, on a lot of them so let's bring him in now so he can gloat a little bit because he beat me once again it's he's got a streak going here it's at least three weeks in a row he's beat me four weeks in a row oh boy i may have to scroll back even further it's the one and only daniel daniel gummy Vreeland. hello it's hard not to put together a lucrative night when literally three out of the first five fights are underdogs and you have the winner in all of them. Actually, four out of the first five no, were underdogs. I, th- I, think the f- I thought the first five were one, two, three. Four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. three of the first four. No, I had three out of the first four and all four of them were dog plays, right? Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. Although that, I, I mean, I don't even know that I want to talk about Ji Young Kim versus Mandy Ball. No. That no. dude, that is maybe one of the most upsetting uh, fights I've seen in some amount of time. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that briefly later, but yeah, um, great night for underdogs. Doesn't want to talk about it, so he brings it up immediately. That's that's great. I mean, but like, good job. Yeah, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what we do on this show, right? It's true, it's true. But yeah, that that was the only real nasty thing that happened on the night. Not even nasty, sleazy. Just makes you not want to. Not want to watch and bet on the sport anymore, but luckily most of the night did not uh, have fights like that. So, yeah, it was a, a fun night of fights. Well, it wasn't even a night. It was early in the day. And then all the degens, uh, all our real, the real sickos in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, they did not know what to do with themselves the uh, <laughs> rest of the night. Um, Jong even showed up in, in the hockey uh, channel on Discord, which is uh, Superfan Jong's not in there very often. So yeah, the, it was desperate times. Uh, people were were struggling to find. It was Korean baseball, I believe. What was the what's the play later on in the evening? Yeah. So, um, people needed action, Dan. I, I, people needed action. Well, and, it's because uh, it's because we want them so much money that uh, that then you, you have to lose it. 
Yeah, you got to find a way to lose it. <laughs> Burning a hole in that pocket. They wanted to get that money back to the bookies as fast as they could. Yeah, no you NBA gotta, last night. You got to do it by betting on the Kiwam heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. See, got me nose. All right, um, let's let's do a recap of the event. Let's try not to make this one of our epic long recap uh, episodes because really there wasn't a huge amount of meaningful um, meaningful results last night. That there was a. There was a few, at least. And the main card, the first top four fights, definitely, I would say, had some meaning going forward. But before we get to that, let's tell you about Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last not all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us it was sent you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your, your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. And that's American money uh, for my Canadian fellow Canadians. So it's like six fifty up here. That, that's some good money. And you can use some of the money to buy yourself some mesh cheap mesh shorts. You already got your shades, and now it's time to get a great pair of mesh shorts for summer. SGPM has just dropped a new line of mesh shorts. Perfect for any summer activity. Name your favorite activity to do in mesh shorts right now. Go. Gumby. Say that again. Favorite I, I want... activity shorts is what? Uh, p- pick, up, pick up baseball. Pick up. <laughs> Head to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use code SHORTS. For ten percent off, I got you on the spot there. I yeah, caught. you 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 know that just like when I'm telling you who to pick, you I, I tune you out when you read ads. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I thought I was reading ad copy. I didn't realize I was reading a question until I got near the end there. So hopefully, <laughs> I made my voice inflected or uh, did whatever I was supposed to do. All right. I said um, the top four um, fights last night were meaningful and and total stuff, but I don't know if the top fight really was meaningful or, or told us anything. It just, I guess it reaffirmed what we was hoping was a true about Jelton Almeida, Almeida, our boy, Jelton Jr. We remember him back when he was Jelton Jr. We've been on the, on the uh, fan train for that long. He took care of Jarzinho Rose strike without basically, he basically did a Damian Maya, Maya on him. Um, didn't really have to throw too many strikes to get the job done here. Submission rear naked choke three forty three into the first round. Do we learn anything here? Mm, not really. I, I don't think me I don't think me and you and most of our Discord learned anything. True. I do think the general public did. Uh because Almeida, you're right. He's been steamrolling people. We know the hype is real. You know, whether it was the Abdur Kahimov fight or you liked what he did to Parker Porter, or even if you want to go back on the contender series when he beat Nasuradin Nasuradinov, uh, like all of those fights meant something to us and we could see the clear talent level. But there were people who popped up in our Discord when this fight was first announced and was like, oh, Rosa Strike's going to have a fat line on him. I'm going to get on that. And I had to be, I, I can't remember who it was, but I was like, yeah, don't do that. Don't waste your money like that. Uh, and, and so there are people out there who are like, oh, yeah, he hasn't fought anybody yet that could hurt him. 
He's definitely fought somebody who could hurt him now, and that person hit him with exactly zero punches. He's now yep. he's now five and zero oh in the UFC, and he's been hit twice. Yep. How, how is the hype on this guy not eight times as big as it was on Kamzat? Because yeah. don't get me wrong, you, you get the Kamzat smash quotes and stuff like that, and maybe we're not getting the quotes out of Almeida. Maybe that's the problem. But let me tell you something: his run through the UFC, his first five fights, eighty times more impressive than Kamzat. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a respectful, normal human being. That's why he's not getting attention put on him, I guess, right? Yeah, maybe that, but also, like, <laughs> am I wrong in, like, the wins are even better? Like, it, it's yeah, not yeah. even, it's not even, like, beating Parker Porter and Shamil Abdurkahimov and Yair Zinho Rosenstroik uh, is, like, I mean, boxing Gerald Mearshart, wrestling Reese McKee. Uh, I mean, I guess the Lee Jingliang fight was impressive. I guess I'll give him that one. Um, you know, like a uh, short notice catch weight fight against Kevin Holland. I don't know. Um, the Gilbert Burns one obviously is big, but like he, he's looked more impressive than Kamzai has. And, uh, I mean, he's looked, he's looked every bit like the champion. We kind of all assumed he should be. And, uh, once again, Gummy takes his, uh, his time on this podcast, his, uh, time in your halls to, to, uh, Throw shra- shrapnel all over the place. It comes out has nothing to do with any of this. Yet Gummy finds a way to do uh, crap all over him. So well, stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to crap on Ian Gary anymore. So I gotta no I gotta it's Machado Gary. Yeah, yeah. So Almeida got the job done. Um, got himself doesn't a get hit. And bonus. Doesn't throw strikes. He's basically uh, he's basically Damian Maya in the heavyweight division. Doesn't throw strikes. Doesn't but get hit. Slight difference. Remember when Maya had that crazy streak where like he was not getting touched by anyone. Slight difference. Yeah. Almeida can throw strikes. Yes. <laughs> if, if he chooses to, yes. But he doesn't need to. So why? Why hurt your hands when you don't need to, right? Yeah, that makes right. sense to me. <laughs> so obviously, we had a minus 500. Hooray for us. Um, go ahead. Next next move. What are we doing with him? Uh, He called for Taitui Vasa. I like that fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, he's going right. to do the same he, thing. It, it just yeah. rinse and repeat. Like, the only people who who pose any real threat to him, uh, probably Stipe, just because he's got defensive wrestling and who knows what the boxing would look like. Um, who knows what he looks like too at this point though. So, but yes, Curtis Blades. Um, although yeah, I think who knows Almeida, with him too now. That's the thing. Yeah, and I think Almeida would torture him on the feet. Um, we still don't know what the defensive wrestling of Pavlovich looks like. So yeah. I, I actually would like Almeida versus Pavlovich, but they're not going to fly him up that fast. So. He's going to get it like a Tuivasa, maybe a Curtis Blades, should Curtis Blades be looking to come back quicker. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I think he would beat Ty Tuivasa incredibly easy. Yep. How about Pavlovich? Would he beat him? Again, I, I, I think so. But it comes down to me. It's like, I just don't know what the wrestling defense of Pavlovich looks like. Because I was yeah. picking Blades, and I still think if Blades wrestles, he's got a great path to victory there. I just don't know that he would or he will. How about Surreal Gain? Would you beat him? Yeah, easily. Yes. See, yeah, yeah. He, he'd hurt Surreal Gain bad. What about John Jones? Jan Jones. You see, again, the wrestling's kind of the question, but I still yeah. kind of think he holds maybe one of the better chances being a guy who can box and grapple. Yep, it's true. It's true. He's our boy. He's our boy, Jelton Almeida. Came through for us in the main event. Like I said, not a heck of a lot to say about it. But we 
we said all that was need to be needed to be said probably about that co-main event went uh i guess it went the way we hoped uh johnny walker did disappoint me though johnny walker beat anthony smith who looked very timid and scared even more than usual especially for someone named lionheart um uh, he got beat 29 28 30 27 30 27 i don't think he won around but one judge does uh one judge did think that um Walker, I would have liked him to see him see him finish this fight. He had plenty of opportunities where Smith was flailing around and either hurt or or out of sorts, or he was um, he was ripe for the picking. And Walker didn't finish the fight, which which really annoyed me. Uh, annoyed a lot of people who had his KO prop, which is a, a <laughs> uh, which is what I had as one of my prop picks, and which I told a lot of people to take. So that was annoying. Walker got the job done, but you know. I could have been more impressed if he actually put his foot in the gas. Yeah, it, it was. It's weird to say that we're disappointed in him because on one hand, yeah, like, dude, put your foot on the gas and just end this because he had like eight opportunities to do this. Yep. And on the other hand, like he was winning so comfortably that you're like, oh, he he's going to win this. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's not going to be hard for him. Um, so, like, why take the risk too? Um, you know, obviously, I don't even think there was very much of a risk there. But, um, yeah. you know, he's picking him apart, making him look silly. Um, and he, he looked damn good in there. So that, that's three straight for Johnny Walker. Uh, like I said, I really trust the Johnny Walker from SGB now that he's uh, used to working with Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's, he's destined for a big step up here. I personally... I'd like to see him fight Jan Blankovic. What do you think about that one? Yeah, sure. If he's not going for the title, if Johnny's not going for the title yet, next, then yeah, for sure. I would well, it seems, like, Yuri it seems like it's right? got, yeah, it seems like it's got to be Hill Yuri next. So like, why when not Yuri do his cave? Yep. Yeah. Why not do Blankovic Walker or, you know, if they're going to make Magomed Ankalaev fight again, yep. um, you know, like that wouldn't be a terrible one. He could fight Magomed Ankalaev. Yeah, for sure. Now that we, now that we trust him, he's going to break our hearts, isn't he, Dan? Oh, of course. Break our break our wallets, break our bank accounts. That's what he Mr. does. Walker. Yeah, That's yeah. what he does. <laughs> he's a wild man. Yeah, so Johnny Walker got the job done. Thank you. That was actually a very nice hit for us. Minus 105. That looked, uh, did not look like a minus 105 fighter in there. So that was a nice hit for us. This is part of, I uh, hit five straight in, in the main card. I hit all the main card picks. That, that was nice. Uh, dogs were barking early and then the favorites came through late. So, uh, well, wait, I hit this one. Gummy did not, you, you, you can't pick against the guy 11 years younger than the other person, Dan. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say to you. Uh, just remember that that's, that's a huge gap, especially when the talent level probably is on the younger person's side as well. Uh, Ian Machado, Gary it annoys me calling him Machado Gary, but I guess we'll call him that, um, beat Daniel Rodriguez TKO head kick and punches. It was like a delayed, the head kick kind of knocked rodriguez down more than it hurt him it seemed and then uh gary finished him off on the ground with punches 257 in the first round gary looked bigger more powerful than, than his opponent you know explosive um looked pretty 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 good there and i had him at negative a million yeah no yes, um... <laughs> not at 275 so. is he living uh... up to the hype now I think a little bit more. The the thing for me that's weird about his hype and, and why I've faded him so many times is like he did get tagged in that Jordan Williams fight. He did get tagged by Song Kanan. Jordan Williams. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since we talked about Jordan <laughs> Williams. So, uh, you know, he, he got tagged by those guys and, you know, they're not the best welterweights in the world. And for me, I'm just like always ready 
for him to get hit by a better welterweight, like, you know, Gabe Green, I, I trusted would hit him. And then I trusted Daniel Rodriguez would. And it's almost like, uh, I think against those guys like Jordan Williams, who are less deadly with the hands or Song Kanan, he's more willing to just be in the firefight. Um, and, and now I'm realizing that, like, it's a game planning difference that, like, he gets tagged when he's, like, okay with exchanging. And in this case, he's like, I'll just pick him apart from afar because I don't want to get in exchanges with Daniel Rodriguez. It, right. It's like a much higher level of fight IQ that I think has made me sleep on how good his talent is. And and the fact that he's got both is, yeah, maybe I need to start believing the hype on Ian Gary. And the fact that he's doing 25 too is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. The, um, the growth, the growth uh, potential is, is certainly yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. Now um, we always like to talk about what's next. I'm checking the, I do performance rankings uh, on my Substack. If you want to see those, go to moneymma.substack.com. I'm just checking where I think I have him, I think after this performance, uh, Mr. Gary is just outside of the top 15 or, or just inside the top 15, perhaps. He is, yeah, around 12th. He's jumping ahead of Santiago Ponzinibbio there. So it sounds about right for you. Lower lower uh, portion of the rankings probably for him. Are yeah, I, rankings come this I, week? I, I filled out my official rankings this morning and put him in at 15, um, which, which like, just below Michelle Pereira. Um, and, and I know... I think Pereira just had his fight with Wonder Boy canceled. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Michelle yeah, Pereira. That would be very interesting. Yeah, it would be fun as hell. He called for Neil Magny and and that works I, I get too. it. I get it. Um well no, it, it works because he wants a the easiest fight the light or the welterweight yep. division has for him. Because yep. no offense to Neil Magny, like I, I really like Neil Magny, but the thing that Neil Magny has is decent wrestling. Not great wrestling, but decent wrestling. And he's long. And that that length really bothers a lot of fighters. And Ian Gary is going to be damn near as long as him. So, like, Ian Gary has kind of cherry-picked this fight where the the biggest benefit that his opponent has just happens to be neutralized. And so, like, it's a great call-out, right? Like, it's going to catapult him up the rankings super fast. But, like, fights I'm way more interested in seeing, Ian Gary versus Chiesa. Ian Gary versus Pajeda, like those are way more interesting for me. Yep. Very true. Very true. All right. Um, what do we have next? Uh, I'll be happy to talk about these fights since I hit them all. Actually, I'm going to tell you about our last uh, couple of sponsors and then we will jump into those. Talkify. Confidence is key when it comes to dating, but if you're struggling to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, you feel confident that you're meeting someone special with who was picked just for you. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. The trusted compatibility specialist hand selects successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date, introductions and handles all communications for you creating a safe and stress-free dating experience talkify is committed to finding your match 80 percent of clients met their person within the first 12 matches and right now talkify is offering our listeners 20 percent off when you become a client at talkify.com slash sgpn that is t-a-w-k-i-f-y.com slash sgpn for 20 percent off when you become a client talkify.com slash sgpn moving on 
this man probably doesn't need Talkify. Carlos Alberg. Yeah, I think they try to. Get, what do they try to get him on? One of those dating shows I heard in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, they've offered him to be the New Zealand Bachelor twice. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Good looking man. He, uh, last night's fight didn't change that at all because uh, Eeyore Pachieria did not um, piece him up in the least. This one went the way we were hoping and expected. TKO punches. Albert just decided the fight was over and walked away before the uh, Keith Peterson did. <laughs> into, the fr- into the first round. Little little nonsense from Keith Peterson. Yeah. Uh, it was a nonsense. night of nonsense. Yeah, not, not too much to say here other than like, we knew Paul Tierra wasn't the guy who was going to give Alberg any trouble. The fact that he rushes in the way he does and got tagged once or twice by Shogun in his last fight, you know, this was always Alberg. Uh, so yeah, e- easy one here. Back to Hunter Acre Woods for you, uh, Ihor. And in the opener, what waits? We will hit this one. Alex Morano submitted uh, from the bo- from the bottom. He jumped Gilly, which we all love. In, we uh, love in when they jump guillotine. Yep. <laughs> it actually works, and Morano's got a good guillotine. He uh, choked out Tim Means 209 into the second round. Didn't choke him out, tapped him out. Um, we had this one as well. This is my lock of the week. Uh, there you go. It, it looked like a real smart lock of the week because uh, Morano, you know, pieced him, was piecing him up on the feet. He was much faster, much sharper on the feet. Jumped that ghillie when he stunned him. Like, yeah. No, he, he's uh, super underrated. Man, it's so yeah. it's such a shame that he lost that fight to Ponzabibio that he was clearly winning because we'd be talking about a guy on a six fight winning streak right now um, with, with some decent names on there. Like, I, I really do think you should give him a step up too. Um, yep. I, I don't know necessarily what that step up looks like. I, I don't know if he deserves a rank guy yet, but like, man, he's got to be close to that, doesn't he? Yeah, he seems to be a perennial, like, top 20 type of yep. guy. Top 25 yeah, he's like, type of guy. He's like the 19th guy in the division all the time. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's, he's, you could kind of call him a gatekeeper for, for the rankings. If you beat Alex Morano, you're probably um, knocking on the door of getting ranked. So. But it's not like anybody's doing that. You know? No, <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, yep. all of these people who are trying to do that. Like Senelsberger. Like, that's a guy yep. who is trying to get into the rankings. Or Mickey Gall, who is, you know, trying to put together a run. Or, like, yeah, he, Max Griffin. He just like turned all those dudes away. Yep, it's true. Um, all right, prelims where Gumby shined. Uh, we both didn't shine on the main uh, in the main event of the prelims, but I don't think we were too upset to see Matt Brown get a walk off knockout uh, at this point in his career over Court McGee, four hundred nine into the first round. We were both in on McGee here. Do you think this uh, says more about Matt Brown still having power at forty two, or Court McGee's first knockout has actually made his brain so he can't take a punch anymore? Yeah, power doesn't usually go away, right? That's uh, right. Say, old, old, old man strength and all that stuff. But yes, chins definitely go away. And this, uh, that's back-to-back knockouts now for uh, McGee. And this was, yeah, it, this may have been a punch that he would have at least weathered the storm on in the past. Um, and it strictly was one punch. K- kind of, a, It was kind of a punch, and he kind of hit him with his forearm or elbow in the follow-through too. But yeah, McGee could be, if he sticks around, we could be making some money betting against him going forward. Yeah, he's only ever been knocked out uh, in his first 31 fights. He had only been knocked out by Santiago Ponzinibbio. And then he's yeah. been knocked out two straight. So, yeah. Once not it's gone, it's gone, too. Yeah, you don't seems, get it back. Seems like it's gone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> here's a funny fight. Heavyweights. Carl Williams. Here's a e. funny Chase Sherman. Uh, what? I, I was just laughing. Here's a funny fight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here's a funny is... fight. 30, 27, 37, 29, 28. Uh, my, the best part, I think, was 
In the first round, Williams took down Sherman multiple times. It, he outstruck him 42-21, I believe. I saw the stats starting in the second round. And yet, when Sherman went back to, to the corner, his uh, his uh, corner was super excited. And that was the best round I've seen from you ever, I think. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably true. Maybe it was the best round we ever he's, saw for you. He's yeah. got to be fired again, right? Like, he's got to be. He's, and, he's, yeah, Car- Carl Williams didn't, didn't do anything for his stock either. Um, he, he looks like he should be good. Lean, athletic, you know can does power doubles but like if you're not dominating totally dominating chase sherman come on he's one in six in his last seven chase sherman yeah yeah uh, it's time like i said yeah Williams, this is this is not bold not not um well, he, didn't, he, well he, he, didn't, he didn't look good in his last fight either what was it lucas no, brezky that he beat uh and like yeah, he, he didn't look like a world beater there either. So, uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I think he's got room to grow, though. So, and, yeah. and and he was a light heavyweight for a while. So maybe he's just figuring out the heavyweight stuff. Yep. Well, he's definitely taking, uh, getting rid of the bottom feeders. That's for sure. So, um, ah, I missed on this one, sadly. It was a close fight, though. Was this wasn't always going to be a catchweight, right? When we broke it down, it was. No, uh, I think it was. I, I think oh, we okay, just didn't. Basically. I didn't think we didn't have the bout agreement. Okay. Douglas Silva de Andrade won a 140-pound catchweight fight over Cody Stamen. 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. Good fight. Gumby had Silva de Andrade at a very nice plus 135. This is uh, three out of four underdogs are coming through for Gumby here to to uh, start the night um, and to end our recap. Yeah, and that was my dog of the week, too. Uh, there you dog go. Of the week. Dog of the week, lock of the week, and uh, I'm going to tell you about prop of the week in just a second. Um, right scorecards, I, I am going to give it to Cody Stamen, who seemingly got a little bit screwed over here because uh, they they he oh, got yeah, ki- right. he got kicked in the face in the first round, and they stood him up after that. And like, if he held that position, I don't know that he would have won the round because he wasn't doing a lot with any of his top position moments. But like, uh, who that first round would have been a lot closer otherwise. Yeah, it was an interesting night, to say the least, for um, refs, for the the refs, and and for all, all the officials that were working. Uh, well, the judges event. didn't. The judges didn't. No, that's true. Too much up. I, I Usually, mean, like, it's the judges we complain about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it true. was it was mostly just the refs here, and and maybe a little bit of the judges in the next one when we talk about it. Yeah. So uh, if you didn't see it, Stamen had top position on the ground, got kicked. It, it wasn't a hard kick or anything like that, but he did get illegally kicked. Uh, he had to tell the ref uh, that he got illegally kicked and uh, they should they should stop it or, or do whatever they need to do, which they did. But then they didn't put him back down on the ground. They had it starting on the feet. I don't know why he didn't protest it more. Um, they let these refs get away with these things. But that's what happened. Um, yeah, it was uh, the prelims. Not a good um, not a good showing for the uh, North Carolina Commission and all that stuff. So. Um, all right. Let's talk about the next one, Dan. Uh, Cam gave it away. Minus one ninety. She decided no. Mandy Bomb deserves her first win in the UFC, so she gave it to her. The uh, uh, scorecards looks like it was a you know fairly normal fight. Uh, technical decision, split decision, 27 28-27, but it was by no means a normal fight. No. Um. Do you think we fire both of these two? Yes. Uh, yes. Because yes. like now, Gian Kim has lost five in a row. Uh. Yeah. And, and granted, she gave that I, one I think- away. I think she beat Kachueta. I, I think she, I, I actually still think she beat Mandy Bohm here. Um, yeah. Be, oh, because, yeah. Yeah. She won every round. So yes, I thought so. The only one that's kind of questionable is the third. Um, and I don't know. I, I actually didn't look it up here, but um, 
I don't I don't know what round most of these judges gave Mandy Bohm, uh, but like the 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 choice of a judge or the ref to take a point after he had waved off the fight, real weird. Um, and, and almost everybody agrees too that uh that Mandy Bohm uh, lost this fight on at the at least on the media scores. They gave Mandy Bohm the first round. Yeah, two out of the three did. Yeah, that's Which is um, a choice, Dan. That is a choice. She um. <laughs> She didn't win that first round at all, uh, but apparently Mike Bell and Janicho Camijo, two of our all-time faves, uh, scored yeah. it for her. So, like, yeah, she shouldn't have won that fight. Um, and, and in that token, one should be on a five-fight losing streak. We're going to call the other one a three-fight losing streak, and we're going to fire them both and not worry about ever handicapping a Mandy Bohm fight ever again. Yeah, they both need to be fired uh, after. They're bad. They're also bad. Yep, Kim wasn't good, and she cheated multiple times. Couldn't seem to control herself or listen to her coaches. And then Baum, I don't like saying um, people are faking stuff, but she definitely was faking at, at, to end the fight, and it turned out in her favor. She, well, especially because she, she it, so. got she. I, I looked away for a second. I'm going to be honest. I had to yeah. rewatch this and go back and rewind it. But like, I looked away and I saw there was another foul, and I was like, "Oh God, what happened?" And she's like, "I can't see out of my eye," and I'm like. Oh, is this an eye poke? And then they show the replay and it's a knee to the side of the face. And you're like, wait, why can't she see? Like, yeah, like, which unless she, po- she, she popped up from immediately, um, too. Yeah. Like, uh, unless she has a, fight. yeah, unless she has a crushed orbital, I don't want to hear it. Uh, I don't believe yeah. it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, it was fake. And, uh, yeah, fire and bolt. And it took hours for them to start to figure it out, too, which made it even worse. So, yeah, yeah, they're fire not good. Both. They're apparently not good at math in North Carolina. No. Fire them out in, in, into the sea. All right. Uh, Brian Battle came through. He missed weight, yet he still came through. Gabriel Green, I'm not sure that was the... Uh, maybe it was a good strategy, but it didn't didn't play out for him. He got knocked out 14 seconds into the first round. He, he came out guns a-blazing. Uh, Battle uh, countered him and knocked him out clean in his home city. Yeah. City or just state. Did you see they gave him a performance bonus despite yes, missing weight? Yes, performance bonus despite missing weight, which never happens. So yeah, it was good. Uh, it is yeah. his, his home city. He's from Charlotte. Um, okay, cool. and, and terrible game plan by Gabe Green. We we know that Brian Battle's got knockout power. So why get into the pocket and throw aimlessly with him? You know, yeah. the the thing we've known that that Battle has had issues with is takedowns. And in fact, if you listen to my interview with him this week, he even said, "I said, what's your prediction for this fight?" And he goes, "You know." I hope Gabe Green's been working on those takedowns because he can't stand with me. Um, and he, he learned it the hard way. Yes, sir. And battle totally different man with, with the new hair too. So look out world. Um, are you worried about him? Oh, he also, weight? he also went back to the Pooh bear nickname. Oh yes, that's right. That, that's the biggest thing. Pooh bear that, is undefeated is in the UFC. Right. Yes. Yes. Are we um, concerned about, um, about him missing weight though. Only what second time at, uh, at Walter rate. Yeah. A, a little bit. Maybe it's he really point. missed too. 173. He uh, wasn't like two pounds, missed. two pounds. Yeah. It's not Three, a huge he wants miss. To fight for a title. It's not uh, a huge miss. Uh, enough. And, usually. And, and he's got time too. He, he he's like, it, it's not like he's trying to fight for a title in the next three fights. He, he's trying to fight for a title in like, you know, three years or something like that. Yeah, he's got true. time to figure it out. And, and also like, like you said, it's only his second time to welterweight. He's figuring out what his body does when he cut weight. And like, 
could have just been one hiccup that he he had not known his body was going to give him at this weight. So uh, I'm not so worried about it. And you were telling us how hot he looked heading into this too, Dan. He does. He, he looks comes, chiseled he in, as hell. <laughs> <laughs> then he comes in fat. Um, anyhow, he won his uh, plus 115 money, so we're happy about that. And then oh, Tenero oh, Lisboa. By the way, before hmm. we go any further, yep. by prop of the week, uh, Brian Battle inside the distance right. plus 400. Uh, plus, so Gumby said plus 600 and plus 400 back-to-back weeks. With and, and plus 100 the week before that. Uh, he is on a roll. Um, Tanera Lisboa started her UFC career off on a roll, uh, taking care of Jessica Rose Clark. Submission rear naked choke. Uh, three, round three, 420 into round three. Uh, looked very good. Um, took advantage of, of what uh, Clark has shown is a, uh, is a weak spot in her game. Um, and her name is not Rose Clark, Dominic Cruz, and and his uh, buddy who f- just follows whatever everyone else does, Daniel Cormier. Her name is Jessica Rose. That's her first name. Last name's Clark. They kept calling her Rose Clark, which annoyed me. But anyhow, go ahead. Lisboa <laughs> uh, looks legit, right? Her, yeah, her striking's sure. real. Her striking's very fun. Uh, and then to see that she's got the ground game to round it out, like yeah, yeah. no doubt. It, that that's a division that could use a couple of like uh, interesting prospects because. You know, we don't really have all that much at uh, at bantamweight that we could be like, oh, looking forward to that. Um, and she's she seems pretty well rounded already. So uh, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing her in there again. And I hate to say it, but I think we're we're firing Jesse Jess, even though she's a fan favorite. Yeah, uh, not look I mean, good. I mean, her her following might save her career here, but yeah, yeah. She's, she's now been submitted three times in a row, um, and the last one being against a. Uh, uh, Muay Thai world champion. Yeah, <laughs> not not that she's not good on the ground too. She's she's a purple belt on the ground. She's like very legit on the ground, but like, yeah, it, so it's just out. not it's just not a good look. No, um, she seems like bare knuckle. BKFC seems like made for Jessica Rose Clark. I, I, I see her headed there next. I I hate that you said that, but I also agree entirely. <laughs> yep. All right, so that was that. We both went eight and three, but Gumby hit an extra dog over me, so he ended up making two sixty-two. I made one sixty-four. Um, so not too shabby there. I'm at fifty-nine percent in the year. I'm I'm clawing my way back up to respectability. Dan's at fifty-two percent. Both down money, so we'll skip all that. Um, our locks. I had Cam, which was the hor- a horrible, horrible pick. Even though probably should have won. Uh, Dan had Morono came through. He had Silva. D Silva, that one came through for him. I had battle, that one came through for me. And then uh, he had battle inside the distance. I had Walker via knockout, which should have come through, but it did not. Our super, uh, Hunger Man John Superman Parley was a Rodriguez Rodriguez play, did not come through. Sadly. Yeah, because one of them fell out. One and thing the fell other out. Bad. <laughs> yeah, Pete Rodriguez is getting fired too, as, uh, as well, right? Back now. I don't, again. I don't know. I, I think he might get a little bit of leeway because I was thinking about this. Th- this was his first trip down to 55. Uh, okay. and the, the weight cut didn't go well. Uh, and granted, he wasn't trying, like, they apparently offered him all kinds of different catch weights and he declined them all. But, like, that's a problem. Uh, it, it's a problem, but it's also his first time down to 55. So his body could have been shutting down in ways that he wasn't ready yeah. for. Um, yeah. and he's only fought twice in the UFC. He does have one win. He's an exciting boxer. I, I think he gets another chance to make 55. Or, hey, maybe they just tell him, you, you got to go back to 70 and fight 70 again. Yeah. Um, Gumby is up 30% return, return on investment on his prop picks. So boom, 
if you've been if you've been tailing Gumby's props this year, you'd be up thirty percent of your money. So not too shabby there, Gumby man. Um, and the people who got bonuses last night, no fight of the night, performance of the nights we ended up giving out, or they ended up giving out five. I'm not giving out any money. Uh, Jelton Almeida, Ian the Machado, Gary, Carlos Alberg, Matt Brown, Brian Battle. Boom. All right. Um, I put that one to bed. They had 18, almost 19,000 people uh, in Charlotte. So packed them in uh, over 2 million in gate receipts. Next week, back to the UFC Apex uh, for the last event before they take a week off. Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill is our main event. Uh, Edmund Shabazian, Anthony Hernandez, Emily Ducote, or Ducote versus Lupita Godinez at a catch weight of 120. Andre Fialo, Joaquin Buckley. Mash, Mahash, Mahashate. Why can't I remember how to say his name, Dan? Mahashate. I think you, I think you got it. Mahashate. Yeah. Uh, versus Slava Claus, Vyacheslav Borshev. And then Carlos Diego Ferreira. Sometimes he's just Diego Ferreira now versus Michael Johnson. Rounds out the main card. Prelims, Carolina Kowakovitz versus Vanessa Demopoulos. Orion Koske or Orion Koske versus Gilbert Urbina. Iller Latifi, he's still around, versus Hotigo Nascimento. Chase Hooper, Nick Fiore. Natalia Silva, Victoria Leonardo, Takashi Sato, Themba Garimbo, and Clayton Carpenter versus Steven Ersig. That Dan. fight's been that fight's been canceled. That one canceled. Okay, how about Ab Abdul Razak Al Hassan Bruno Faher? Is that happening? Um, to my knowledge, that one is, but I know uh, Clayton Carpenter is not cleared to fight on that fight card. Um, because Ersig recently um announced that that fight was off. Uh, okay. Which is which is actually the second time this fight has been canceled because Ursig was Clayton Carpenter's original Dana White's Contender Series opponent, and then I think uh, he had trouble getting a visa from Australia at the time. Um, and now that the UFC signed him off of Dana White's looking for a fight down in Australia, uh, they rebooked it, and now Carpenter's out. So uh, kind of upsetting there because that was an exciting fight. Um, and to your, the answer to your question about which yes. fight am I excited for or what am I excited for, I love the Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez fight. Um, Her Hernandez is like a very, very crafty veteran. Like, he he's good with the submissions. Uh, he's on a three-fight winning streak. You know, he he's been away for a little bit. So, like, I I'm not sure what, what's been going on there. But... Then you got Edmund Shabazian, who looked like a brand new man in that Dolce Lugiambula fight. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That that one kind of sticks out as interesting to me. Buckley versus Fialo is interesting because they're both a little muscle heads. Um, and that, that should make it really exciting. We get to see what Chase Hooper's been up to. Uh, you know, Natalia Silva is a... Have you seen the line on that fight? The Natalia Silva? No, I was going to ask you, is there any interesting lines on this? Natalia Silva, negative 700 right now what? against Victoria Leonardo. Um, and, and I get it. She's good. She's fun to watch. Uh, but that's a wild line. Um, so, yeah, lots, lots of excitement here. I, I'm pumped for it. Is there any lines that before we'll break this down Wednesday, Thursday? Is there any lines people should jump in on before then that you've seen? Um, I, I think I saw Carlos Diego Fajeda was lined pretty close with Michael Johnson. And I, I, I don't know. Maybe Michael Johnson has just got that dog in him and I'm – um, sleeping on him, but I always kind of believed in Carlos Diego Fajeda. So, uh, if, if that line's yeah. still, if that line's still close, uh, jump on CDF here. Yep. Very true. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. 
We shall be back, like I said, Wednesday. We will be giving you... Actually, we'll be back Monday. Excuse me. We have our non-UFC uh, episode on Monday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this, uh, when we drop this on Sunday, uh, like you hardcores that you are, and then Wednesday, we'll have our prelims for the UFC Thursday, uh, our main card, and all our fancy-dancy picks. Until then, make sure you get in the Discord and chat with us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, we're at SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that. He's also at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast that he hosts as well. I hope Vanessa Demopoulos is on it this week, Dan. She, I, I regret to inform you, she's not. Uh, no. I, who's going to curse up a storm without, I do without have, not there? I do have fan favorite Lupita Godinez on the show oh, this Lupe, week. Oh, Lupita, that's good. As well as Orion Koske, though. She's Canadian, you know. Uh, you, you can claim her as that if you would like. Yep. Last time we were playing up the Mexican part, but no, she's Canadian. Okay. Um, sure, whatever you want. <laughs> all right. Make sure you listen to that. Uh, what else should you do? Uh, read all of our stuff. Listen to all for podcasts. Uh, get in our contests. Grab our discounts. All that fun stuff. Sportsgumbypodcast.com. And you can read all my MMA writings. Get it right into your inbox and play my weekly pick and contest at moneymma.substack.com. We shall be back tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to bid you farewell. Mr. Wonderful Jeff Fox says bye. Uh, and on behalf of my co-host, Jesse Jess, Gumby Vreeland, he says bye as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.